Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC Studios, I'm Brian Lehrer. This is my Daily Politics Podcast. It's Wednesday, October 19th. How we count votes and certify elections is under attack. Our conversation about this will focus on four of the states that Donald Trump lost in 2020, but tried to flip to his column by any means necessary. All four of these states now have Republican candidates for governor who are not pro-democracy Republicans, if we can use that label, but the kind who might help use their power to overturn elections that their party actually loses. Our guest for this is a journalist who is devoted to this speech. She is Kira Lerner, democracy reporter for the State's News Service, which, as its name suggests, covers state governments around the country. Kira's article that we'll be focusing on first appeared in the Arizona Mirror. It's called... Carrie Lake is one of four big lie swing state GOP gov candidates. They could upend the 2024 presidential election. It's about candidates for governor who are vocal 2020 election deniers and have indicated that they would be willing to take aim at election results they don't like. Kira, thanks so much for your reporting and for joining us for this. Welcome to WNYC. Great. Thank you for having me, Brian. Can you start by just letting people know a little bit about the context of your work? You cover democracy issues at the state level in multiple states, or how would you describe your beat? Yeah, so State's Newsroom has news outlets in based in 28 different state capitals. Um, I am our national democracy reporter, so I'm covering issues in the states and then also states from a national perspective. That's great and so important right now. Your article about the Republican nominees for governor in Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin is what we'll be talking about. Why those four states? Yeah, so in the upcoming November midterm elections, more than half of governor races, so that's uh, 19 of 36 races, actually have an election denier on the ballot. Um, But I'm paying particular attention to those four states that you mentioned, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, because as we know, these are critical swing states. Uh, These are states that could, uh, are likely to help decide the 2024 election. And they're all states where the Republican nominee for governor is someone who does not believe that Joe Biden rightfully won the 2020 election um, and has said that they would not have certified the results. So looking ahead to 2024, I think these uh, four states have particularly dangerous Republican candidates um, and who could actually have a lot of power over elections if they are elected governor. Let's talk about that power a little bit, because your article reminds us that the position of governor is relevant to who wins a presidential election, because for one thing, governors transmit the electoral votes to Congress. So would a big lie governor, your phrase, big lie governors, big lie governor have the power to sideline the real winning electors and appoint electors from their own party, even if their presidential candidate lost? Yeah, so it's a little complicated. Um, Governors are one of just three statewide offices that are in charge of making sure that our elections are free and fair. Um, So for that reason, they do have a significant amount of power. Um, Governors can sign and veto legislation um, concerning the administration of elections. They control the budget and how much financial support. 
counties and localities get to administer elections. Um, they can do things like issue executive orders in emergency situations when it comes to voting, which we saw a lot of during the COVID pandemic. Um, and in Pennsylvania, the governor actually appoints the secretary of state. So electing a election denying governor would also mean that we would likely see a secretary of state chosen that also denies elections. Um, so but the actual role of the governor in, in the certification process depends on the state. But in all 50 states, the governors do have to transmit uh, the electoral votes to Congress. Yeah. So they all transmit the presidential election results in terms of the electoral votes. And as you say, and your article says, state law from state to state determines whether governors play a part in the certification of the elections. What's the difference? Right. So the actual certification is um, kind of going through the votes and, and approving and, and making sure that uh, the votes are ready to be transmitted. And then the transmitting to Congress is more of a constitutional formality. Um, but we have heard a lot of these election denying candidates saying that they would try and get in the way of that process of actually sending the electoral votes to Congress, which we know happened in 2020. Um, so there are concerns that some of these big lie governors might refuse to send the certified results to Congress. Um, some election experts I've talked to uh, say that there is kind of a backstop. The courts will step in. Um, and for the most part, we saw or entirely we saw in 2020 that the, the courts were not having any of uh, Trump's nonsense. Uh, courts require evidence when it comes to uh, allegations of voter fraud. And the courts did not side with him when when he tried to stop the uh, certification of votes. Um, but there are still concerns that if election deniers are elected, they could work to erode those protections that we have in place now. So let's go through these four states and the candidates who you call big lie candidates for governor that your story focuses on. And let's start with Arizona, where you say Republican candidate Carrie Lake has said she would not have certified Biden's victory in Arizona. What reason did she give for that? Uh, Carrie Lake claims that there was widespread fraud in the 2020 election, just like a lot of these other candidates do. Um, Lake is actually a member of the America First Secretary of State Coalition, which is a group of uh, mostly election denying Secretary of State candidates. Um, a few governors are, are also members. Um, and, and Lake has made this a big focal point of her campaign. Um, she likes to stand on stage at events with a sledgehammer and claim that uh, vote, tabulate, vote tabulators are rigged and, and she would do away with them. Um, this coalition I mentioned wants to replace electronic tabulators with hand counting um, and do other things like eliminate vote by mail and end early voting. Um, so she is definitely one of the candidates that um, said she will not accept. She has not uh, guaranteed that she will accept the results of her own election. And she said it's likely that if she does not win, she will not accept the results. Why is hand counting a threat, if you think it is, to an accurate election, count vo uh, election vote count? Hand counting is extremely expensive. It's burdensome. It's time consuming. Um, and I think the time consuming part is the part that's really dangerous. Um, we know that the period between an election day and when uh, results are released is 
the most dangerous period of time for the spread of misinformation. And the longer that it takes for us to get results released, the more time there is for candidates to sow distrust in the election and to spread misinformation. Um, also, just local election uh, officials don't have the time and resources to hand count ballots. They're already strapped for time and money as it is. Um, and and adding to the burden by making them uh, go through often lengthy ballots um, and, and go through a hand counting process uh, in a county that's not small is a really difficult task. Next is Pennsylvania, where you write that Republican candidate Doug Mastriano is an extreme supporter of Trump's big lie. And in fact, Mastriano was caught on video crossing police lines himself on January 6th. In Pennsylvania, the governor appoints the secretary of state who certifies elections, and he has said he would appoint someone who would dramatically reform elections. Uh, do you know what kinds of reforms that could put democracy itself in peril in Pennsylvania? Yeah, so one of the most dangerous things I think that Mastriano has called for is requiring everyone to re-register to vote. Um, now, it's it's likely that that would uh, violate the National Voter Registration Act, but Mastriano believes that uh, voter rolls are so riddled with uh, inaccuracies and, and with people who aren't actually eligible to be on the list that it's best to start over. Um, and we know who this would impact. This would uh, impact voters that uh, are low income, people of color, people who uh, are less likely to have the documents required and the time um, and the knowledge to, to go and re-register. Um, so that's that's one uh, voting change that Mastriano has called for. He also, like a lot of these other candidates, uh, want to eliminate vote by mail and early voting and use just paper ballots. It's amazing how some of these things that are carefully crafted to sound neutral, like, oh, everybody just re-register to vote. Anybody who's genuinely registered can just register again, no problem, are actually voter suppression techniques, right? Exactly. I'm requiring someone to go through a registration process is already a hurdle. Um, and there's a number of hurdles that voters face from the point of registration to actually casting a ballot. And any additional barrier you, barrier you place just makes it that much more likely that someone is going to be turned off from actually submitting a ballot. Let's go on to Michigan. The Republican candidate there is Tudor Dixon, who your report has said numerous times that she thinks fraud cost Trump the election and has criticized Michigan's Secretary of State for running the 2020 election, quote, in a way that was rife for fraud. Does Dixon get specific about how or what she would change in how elections are run? She hasn't gotten as specific as some of the other candidates um, as far as I've seen, but she's playing by the same playbook that these other candidates do. Um, she, We know what a, a, a hotbed Michigan was for conspiracy theories after the 2020 election, and she puts a lot of the blame on Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson um, without a lot of solutions. So that's that's mostly what we've been seeing from Tudor Dixon. All right, then let's go next to Wisconsin. And remember, listeners, these are all swing states, which is why it matters so much to 2024 if anti-democracy governors win there. Your article cites the gubernatorial candidate in Wisconsin saying he would consider signing legislation that comes to his desk from the GOP-controlled state assembly to decertify election results. Uh, tell us that candidate's name 
and what that means uh, or how that would work, decertifying election results if the assembly passed a bill. Yeah. So Tim Michaels is the Republican candidate for governor in Wisconsin. Um, He's a millionaire construction uh, executive. Um, And he has called for decertifying the 2020 results, uh, which is uh, like many of these candidates, he's kind of fixated on 2020 still, um, not willing to to move on. Um, He's gone back and forth a little bit more on on how far he would go um, in actually pressing for decertification. Um, He said he would need to see the details before making a, a full decision. Uh, but Biden did beat Trump in Wisconsin by about 21,000 votes. So this was not a, cl- a particularly close election. Um, and it's not likely that he has any evidence that would uh, lead to any kind of uh, court siding with him in any kind of dispute. Your article notes that there are other states where the Republican candidates for governor have indicated they would use their powers to overturn election results. But you focused on these four because these are states where candidates have a real shot at winning and that are likely swing states in 2024. Um, And your article is about these four candidates, and that's what we chose to focus on for this segment. But you also mentioned in the article that even as governor, they would have less of a direct impact on elections than six election deniers who are running for secretary of state in various states. Do you remember off the top of your head if if those are in the same four states plus two others? Or how many states overall do you think we're looking at where these are swing states and actual election deniers might wind up in charge of elections? Yeah, there are a number of states where the entire ticket has candidates for has statewide candidates that are election deniers. Um, Arizona is one of them. Um, I don't have the full list off the top of my head, but I'm paying particular attention to Arizona uh, because we do see Carrie Lake running for governor. And then Mark Fincham, the, the Republican candidate for secretary of state, is one of the most vocal election deniers running for secretary of state across the country. And I think it's particularly dangerous when uh, the the possibility that candidates like this might be elected and can work in tandem uh, to erode elections and and uh, public trust in elections. Um, it's one thing if if just one of these candidates is elected, uh, that is dangerous in and of itself. But when we have multiple, the fact that they can work together, um, I think, is really something we have to keep an eye on. So last thing, we're just about out of time, but you could you just say one more thing about your beat before you go? Your job title with the state's newsroom is democracy reporter. Is that a new beat for them? I feel like until the last few years, there were certainly always debates about the rules governing elections. We know that. But the context of democracy was a given. So how new is your beat under that name? Yeah, democracy is a new beat for state's newsroom. I have been covering voting rights and elections for over a decade, but this is my first position where my title is specifically democracy reporter, uh, which I think says a lot about the state of our democracy. I don't know if that would be my title if uh, our democracy was safe and secure. Um, So it's really, um, I've been encouraged by the number of newsrooms that are hiring reporters and editors to specifically focus on democracy. Uh, I think it's critically important heading into the midterm elections and heading into 2024. 
Um, and so, yeah, I will continue to keep an eye on, on election administration and voting and all kinds of issues related to our democracy. And it's one of the things we're devoted to on this show, but being based here at a local radio station in New York, it's good to know that people like you are out there looking at many states and weaving it all together. So I hope we talk again. Kira Lerner covers democracy for the state's newsroom. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Brian Lehrer, A Daily Politics Podcast, is an excerpt from my live daily radio show, The Brian Lehrer Show, on WNYC Radio, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time, if you want to listen live at WNYC.org. Thanks for listening today. Talk to you next time.